but whatever. Welcome to the Dante Greco Show. We're live. It's Wednesday. Let's get into the news. First of all, Donald Trump, ex-president, now on the campaign trail, went to Ohio today. And I got to be honest here. I don't know why Joe Biden has not visited Ohio yet. This was such an easy win for Donald Trump to go in there and once again make a clear disparity between, you know, his administration and conservatives and the so-called coastal elites who can't even be bothered to visit this massive, toxic waste dump of an event going on in East Palestine, Ohio. I really don't understand. It's like the Democrats have never learned the lesson of Hillary not going to Michigan and Wisconsin. You seem out of touch. It was weeks ago now that the train crashed. Trump, uh, Biden couldn't find time in his schedule to get over there. And even Buttigieg took a while to even comment on it, let alone get to Ohio himself. It's just so stupid. If I was to advise the Democrats, I would say, Get back from Ukraine and go to Ohio. I mean, it's too late now. Trump's already there. He's buying Big Macs for everybody. Look at this article. I'm not trying to take sides here, but it bothers me when people don't do simple things, get simple wins that they, you know, on, on either side, you know. How you doing, Justice Jane? Thanks for joining us. Good to see you. Uh, Trump says, I know this menu better than all of you. Trump orders Big Macs for East Palestine first responders and himself after delivering 13 pallets of food and Trump water to families betrayed by Biden after toxic train disaster. Well, there's always a marketing opportunity. Trump water. I wonder how that water tastes. I want to order some Trump water. Um, he told residents of East Palestine they're victims of betrayal by President Biden and the federal government and said his visit finally sparked them to act during a tour of the toxic train derailment site on Wednesday. Which, by the way, there is some betrayal because the EPA and Rosie O'Donnell came out on TikTok and made a great point, which I was also thinking. You know, the EPA lied after 9-11 and said that that air in downtown Manhattan was safe to breathe. That air ended up killing. It's still killing people. It killed Donna Summer, for God's sake. The singer, uh, the disco singer. So you can't trust them when they say, oh, drink that water, breathe that air in Ohio. I don't think so. I'll take that Trump water any day over that East Palestine, Ohio water. He greeted crowds furious at the lack of action from the White House 19 days after the disaster in Ohio. That's what I'm talking about. It's been 19 days. Biden, get just go there. It's so simple. You got to show up and show out for the people. Now, Biden didn't win Ohio in 2020. Trump did. But are you trying to make any headway? Are you trying to win new, uh, you know, build a, a stronger coalition for your reelection if you're even running? It's just insane to me. The simplest thing. It's not like he can't get a plane ticket. He's slipping up and down the, the Air Force One runway, uh, the staircase. By the way, what's going on in Poland? Real quick. Like, there's somebody slipping all the way down Air Force Two. And then there's somebody slipping, or Biden trips going up Air Force One into Poland. Like, how wet is it over there that people can't even walk? Watch this. 
Uh, right, you can see somebody. It's on the Dante Greco YouTube page. And then you see Biden today. He slips going up. Oh. Come on, Jack. Anyway, I'm getting off. Um, I'm getting off topic here. I just posted those because they're funny. That's all. I'm not uh, not being political. It's getting increasingly hard to not speak about politics. I'm just warning everybody. We're going into the home stretch. There's going to be the re-election campaigns coming. Vivek Ramaswamy just announced, you know, you're going to have all these names you never heard of running for president. We're going to have to talk about it, okay? This long national nap that we've all had for the past two years of ignoring politics is uh, coming to an end. We're going to be waking up. So Trump came, he brought thousands of bottles of his own water, cleaning supplies, and canned food. Trump Clorox? That would be a good marketing thing, because he, he he had the whole uh, snafu about drinking bleach and, and, and all that to cure COVID. How about Trump Clorox? Biden does seem to have a problem with airplane stairs. Yeah, you know, somebody should be walking with him. He is an older man. Uh, Trump then stopped at a local McDonald's where he ordered Big Macs for first responders and members of his team and handed out signed MAGA hats to customers. I know this menu better than you do. I probably know it better than anybody in here, he told the server and demanded they knock it out fast so he could eat it on the plane. That's hilarious. Good stuff. See, though, he's in there in a McDonald's. Oh, shit. You're not even seeing this. My bad. Um. See that? There's Trump ordering at a McDonald's. We haven't seen a president ordering inside of a McDonald's since probably Bill Clinton. And that famous SNL sketch with Phil Hartman as Clinton. That was a great sketch. Uh, this He's doing it. He's doing it right under your noses. Biden administration. I just don't get like, what do they think? How, how do you think? No, we're not. Let's just not go. Who makes that decision? Let's not go to East Palestine and then you allow it to become a partisan issue. Like the Biden doesn't care about you. He wants you to breathe toxic air. That air is toxic. The fish are dying. There's a film of oil or whatever in the rivers in East Palestine. I mean, it's not safe yet. Okay. This is Trump's standard McDonald's order. Let's see. Two Big Macs, two filet fish and a chocolate shake. Although he claims to skip the bun when he eats fast food sandwiches. Wow. That's not, no fries. Interesting. No fries for Trump, President Trump. That's a lot. He's a big guy. I mean, he's what, 6'2", but still. His visit coincided to his visit coincided with the oh, okay hold on let me read this he promised to return if the community didn't get help from the white house and when a reporter asked what message he had for biden trump said get over here yeah i mean look i know that the governor of ohio at first turned down the government's help uh maybe it's another one of those things where like you don't want help from the democratic leadership when you're a republican whatever uh, but biden as far as i can tell uh, fema is not there yet 
they should probably just from an optic standpoint, get some help there, not to mention the benefit that it would have for the residents, the people who can't, as Rosie O'Donnell said in her TikTok, it would be a lot of people can't just pick up and leave. Got nowhere to go. Can't afford it. Probably can't miss work. It's not like the bills are going to stop coming because uh, the train derailed in Ohio. All these people still have to continue with their daily lives in the midst of this very dangerous environmental, you know, uh, existential threat to their lives and their future. It's terrible. His visit coincided with Norfolk Southern. That's the company that uh, owns the train releasing a statement saying they would take full responsibility for the derailment. Whatever that means, whatever that entails, they'll probably, you know, appeal it down to some small fine and just continue along. Business as usual, Uh, full responsibility for the derailment. And Pete Buttigieg confirms he'll visit the site on Thursday. Residents of East Palestine feel that a visit at this point from Biden or Buttigieg would be largely useless. It's a little too late. East Palestine resident William Hugar, 56, told DailyMail.com while eating breakfast at a local diner when asked if Biden should visit. Like, he can come, but for what? Exactly. Trump stole your thunder. Wake up. Here's some video of Trump greeting his admirers. This is from Raw's Alerts on Twitter. What do you make it about Biden not showing up? You showing up before he did. Thank you so much for coming. Thank you so much. Hey, Trump, take a picture of my face. There he is. The real president. Thank you so he's still very sharp you see that he grabs a guy's camo hat and he goes oh that's a nice hat he still knows how to play the game i wouldn't count him out i counted him out already when he released that ridiculous nft thing with like the superhero Trump stuff for $99. I thought that was the dumb. I thought he was totally had given up on trying to win the presidency and he was just cashing in again. But the thing sold out. Now, whether they sold out like the same way that Don Jr.'s book sold out and then you find out that some Republican committee bought 40,000 copies of it. Okay, whatever. The point is, he's back in action. This type of stuff is where he shines. So... I wish he'd done a replay of Puerto Rico and just started flinging Big Macs into the crowd. That would have been fantastic. Anyways, that's what's going on. Trump is there. Biden is not. I I 
don't i'm not endorsing either one i just go crazy when i see these blunders that are so easily avoidable they have learned nothing budicic is being questioned about it and then he snaps at somebody him and chasten are walking around um and a reporter tries to question them. This is from TMZ.com, but it's also everywhere else. Don't ask me about East Palestine train disaster. I'm on personal time, says Secretary of uh, Transportation, right? Pete Buttigieg. He had a weirdly tense and terse reaction when a reporter asked him about the residents suffering in the wake of the East Palestine train disaster, refusing to answer questions, saying he's on personal time. All right, let's watch this video. Mayor Pete. Secretary, what do you have to say? Hi, how are you? Good. Jenny Chair at the Daily Caller News Foundation. What do you have to say to the folks in Ohio, East Palestine, who are suffering right now? Well, I'd refer you to about a dozen interviews I've given today. And uh, if you'd like to arrange a conversation, uh, make sure to reach out to our press office as well. I can have that conversation with you. Just you don't have a message here. for them? I do, and I shared it with the press many times today. I'd refer you to those comments. Would you mind sharing it with us? No, I'm going to refer you to the comments that I made to the press because uh, right now I'm taking some personal time and I'm walking down the street. Are you going down there? <clears throat> What's up? Are you going down there at all? Um, yep, yeah, I am. When are you going? Uh, I'll share that uh, when I'm ready. Okay, I'll talk thank down the street. you. Can I, get a, can I get a photo of you? Yeah. That's the classic celeb move can i take your photo or they just pull the cell phone out and start filming you like who, who cares i wish you would film me more uh, very dumb first of all you're never on personal time you're a public figure you work for the people yeah technically are you on personal time maybe but like you're not really i saw what she's from the daily caller i'm sure he heard daily caller he knows it's a big conservative or she, did she say Daily Wire or Daily Caller? Either way, it's a big, those are conservative news outlets, but still. And I'm surprised at Pete because he's one of the guys who will go on Fox News and talk to the other side. So he should have seen this as an opportunity. Unless there's some kind of blanket memo out there to just totally botch this inside the Biden administration White House, I don't know what he's doing. Can I take your photo? I'm on personal time. No, you're not. You're here. You're working. Your taxpayer dollars are giving you your personal time. I mean, say what you want about AOC. She'll always stop and talk. When we were at TMZ, we have a guy in Washington. He was always stopping her. And like, I could see the discomfort on her face and like, but she would still give a good soundbite. So, you know, I don't know what he's doing. I don't know why he's still here. He should be down there. He was in Washington, D.C. Yeah, his daily caller. I'd heard about a dozen interviews I've given a date. If you'd like to arrange a conversation, please make sure to reach out to our press conference. No, 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 no. We don't arrange conversations anymore. I'm taking some personal time and I'm walking down the street. Just spit out your talking points at least, you know. You don't have to come up with a brand new take. Talking points. said he'd share that when I'm ready. I guess he didn't like that, so he took a pic of me. Just doing my job, sir. That's what the reporter later tweeted. Yeah, and like, what is he going to do with that picture anyway? Tweet it out and be like, this person tried to ask me about 
the job that we're not doing well in East Palestine. Pete. Mayor. Pete. All right. Um, so that's it. That's that's kind of my take on all this. There was something else I wanted to say about Budacic. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a funny story. When I was at TMZ, when uh, it was the 2020 election cycle, I think this is pre-COVID, and Budacic was running for president, and he had a big rally at this place called the Abbey in West Hollywood. You know, famous gay bar. He's openly gay. And who's there but Dennis Rodman, who likes to party in that area. And so he was in the news for another big story where he broke a an expensive vase or something. So I run up to him to start talking to him. And anyways, Pete's having the event inside the Abbey, and there's a merch table out there with Pete Budicic merchandise. And he there's I see Dennis Rodman holding a shirt with a picture of Pete Budicic, and it says Pete Budicic for president. So to break the ice, I run up and I go, "Hey, uh, Dennis." You here for the Budicic rally? He goes, what's that? Not even who's that. What's that? As he's looking at a pic, uh, a T-shirt with that says Pete Budicic for president and has a picture of Pete Budicic's face. I don't know. It's funny. All right, let's move on. Our top story tonight. Speaking of Trump, so I don't know. I posted this earlier today, a snippet of the grand jury four person giving these weird interviews online. It's very bizarre. Why don't we watch her MSNBC interview? And then we're going to talk about how even the CNN panel is cringing at this and how it's how at her interview and how it's actually might throw the whole thing, might, might put the whole indictment in jeopardy. How long, how many people was this a long list? It's not a short list. So we're talking about more than a dozen people? I would say that, yes. Okay. Are these recognizable names, names that people would know? There are certainly names that you would recognize, yes. There definitely are some names that you expect. Did the grand jury recommend an indictment of former President Trump? I'm not going to speak on exact indictments. Would we be surprised? Are there okay? So, like the smile. What is that? <laughs> Not gonna speak on exact indictment. <laughs> How in the like is this person a plant? Is this a double agent? How could they choose this as the grand jury four person? How could someone spend five minutes with this girl and think, oh, that's going to be the public spokesperson for this very serious indictment that we're trying to pursue. <laughs> I'm not going to speak about it. <laughs> so what is she on, mushrooms? Bombshells of who is I don't think, for indictment. I don't think that there are any giant plot twists coming. So nothing that would surprise people who have been following this. <laughs> no, there's no surprises coming at all. Hey, this ain't theater class. Stop it with the 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 histrionic. What is this? What is this? This is the grand jury four person in Georgia. <laughs> that creepy smile. 
she's like she's like trying to make her friends laugh or something they're like trying not to laugh what what's so funny this uh, probably not um i wouldn't want to characterize anyone else's reaction of course but so that was one we heard a lot in testimony um <laughs> this is this funny. like it's like a big big uh it's like a field trip that she's on this jury that she's a part of that she's the four person of again this is the four person this is like the main but probably not it probably wouldn't shock you i would not expect you to be too shocked no and that includes of the former president potentially potentially it might there were a lot of people that we could have subpoenaed and there are a lot of people that we honestly like might have subpoenaed but there was also i don't know partially the time factor when someone like for example goes before the january 6th committee and says they plead the fifth 200 times do you really expect them to come before you and say something different did you personally want to hear from the former president? I wanted to hear from the former president, but honestly, I kind of wanted to subpoena the former president because I got to swear everybody in. Mm. And so I thought it'd be really cool to get 60 seconds with President Trump of me looking at him and being like, do you solemnly swear? And me getting to swear him in. I just, I kind of just thought that it. would be an awesome moment. How old is she? I need to find that out. This, you know what it is? This is like what people think uh liberals are like they're like super excited and i wanted to get him in there so i could say do you solemnly swear mr president we are the resistance we got you finally today's the day he's going down he's finally going down we got you we knew it love wins emily kors Who is Emily Kors? All right. This is from HITC.com. Never heard of it, but let's trust it as a news source. Okay. Everything. You can't do anything online anymore without settings. She is... She is a 30-year-old. No way. <laughs> She's 30. <laughs> I'm excited. She was the leader of the 23-person special grand jury. Out of 23 people, they picked Emily Coors. No offense. I mean, listen, I'm sure she's nice personally, and I get it. It's exciting. People, when you're being interviewed, especially if you have no experience in media or entertainment or anything like that, it's exciting. Everyone wants to hear what you have to think. You're important. MSNBC's talking to you. CNN's talking to you. Other outlets are talking to you. People are talking about you. You're privy to secret knowledge about this this uh, indictment it's massive it's about the former president of the united states and is he going to be charged it's historic it's exciting i get it somebody give her some media training for the love of god can't believe they picked her what must the other 22 people on this grand jury be like if she was the one that they selected uh, emily you can do it <laughs> 
Reports claim that she was between jobs when she was summoned for jury duty, though her LinkedIn states that she has been employed as a scheduling coordinator at a court reporting agency. Her previous work experience overall consists of mostly retail and customer service roles. Okay, nothing wrong with that. Listen, it's a jury of your peers. It's the, the people, the American people. I like it. We should get some normal people in there. It shouldn't all be powerful and wealthy people making, uh, you know, on this grand jury. It should be some. Got to have an, a fair mix. You know, there should be some business owners, maybe some golf people, you know, some Republicans. You, know, you need a mix, but that's fine. She studied technical theater and theater design and technology at Columbus State University for one year. I knew it. I could smell a theater kid a mile away. I knew Emily Kors was a theater kid. That's theater. <laughs> Mr. Trump. <laughs> Ooh, do you solemnly swear? Although Coors volunteered to be the foreperson of the jury, she has never voted. Typical. I didn't think I had to vote. I thought it would just, my state would go blue. She volunteered and no one said, I also volunteer. Let's put it to a vote. She was only vaguely aware of the discussions swirling around. Uh, she has a longtime interest in politics. She was only vaguely aware of the discussions swirling around her state's last election due to the pandemic. Reports the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. She is mostly private on social media, and a Twitter account claiming to be her was created in February 2023. It features no tweets and follows Donald Trump only. Obsessed much? No, but the next sentence is that uh, the legitimacy is unknown. So that could just be someone playing a prank. She reportedly agrees more with Democrats, states and ABC News, but doesn't identify with any political party. She's like Bernie Sanders. If I chose a political party, it would be the not crazy party. Well, that would be tough for you. I don't want to be too mean. She's just a regular person being thrust into the spotlight with, you know, some character quirks. If we want to call it that. <sighs> let's revisit that. Well, actually, let's watch another video of her. Um, okay, this is her on some CNN show. This is Ashley Banfield. No, Ashley Banfield is News Nation. She's always talking about Brian Koberger and the Idaho Four. Whatever, let's watch. When it comes to, there are, there are indictments recommended, of course. Is it yes. more than 12 people? Is it more than 20 people? I think if you look at the page numbers of the report, there's about six pages in the middle that got cut out. Allow for spacing. It's not a short list. Not a short list. <laughs> more, I mean... When it comes to 75 witnesses, like, is it, it's not, I assume, of course, right. it's not 75 people. Would you characterize it as 20-ish people? I can't say I counted. <laughs> More than a dozen, though, I think I heard you say in another interview. I believe so. That's probably a good assumption. The name that 
everyone wants to know about. I, I can't believe that she actually is a theater major. But I, I knew she was, but I can't believe that it's true. This is such overacting. She's projecting for the big stage. You know, she's not even doing film acting. She's doing theater acting. She's trying to reach the people in the back with her facial. Like she's acting in a farce. It's not. It's not what you'd expect. <laughs> she's doing a monologue. Is former President Trump. Did you recommend charges against Donald Trump? I really don't want to share something that the judge made a conscious decision not to share. I I will tell you that it was a process where we heard his name a lot. Uh, we definitely heard a lot about former President Trump, and we definitely discussed him a lot in the room. And well, I would expect that if you're a grand jury that's deciding whether to indict the guy. But okay. And I will say that. Uh, when this list comes out, you wouldn't, there are no major plot twists waiting for you. And I'll be appearing in a theatrical stage production of Wicked when I'm done on the jury. This is, someone says, there's something a bit disturbing about Emily Kors acting giddy like the hot guy at the party just hit on So her. I thought it'd be really cool to get 60 seconds with President Trump of me looking at him and being like, do you solemnly swear? And me getting to swear him in? I just, I kind of just thought that it. would be an awesome moment. I can see how trying to get the former president to come talk to us would have been a year in negotiation by itself. So it sounds like that was ultimately <laughs> a battle that you all decided not to wage. Exactly, that's, that's kind of how it ended up, was that and. I'd be fascinated by what he said, but do you think he would have come in and said anything groundbreaking or just the same kind of thing we've heard? So at some point, you don't need to hear 50 people say the same thing. Mm. You know what I mean? At some point, you kind of start to get the gist. <laughs> sure. I mean, if you take away the way she looks when she says this stuff, what she said there makes sense. There's no way Trump was ever going to go in there and, and uh, you know, answer any questions so it's just bizarre like someone yeah she seems very giddy i know she's one of those people like mr trump mcdonald drumpf again we got you you know for six years however long it's the the whole trump experience was from 2016 to 2020 i guess that's not six years 2015 really to like 2021 you know after january 6 it's just constant we got you, Mr. Trump. To this time, you're not getting it out of out of this time, Mr. Trump. I saw some guy put up a list of Rob Reiner's tweets, and every tweet ends with "Trump is fucked." Oh no, Mueller is gonna come and talk. Trump is fucked. This time, you know, there's compilations. This is the thing that's gonna bring him down. Listen, I watched the news. I was, you know, I'm, I was in the same position as everyone else. Yeah, every time I was like, it, it, you think, okay, maybe they do have him on something now. Nothing happens. And I know she's one of those people, Mr. Trump. Do you solemnly swear? We got you, Mr. Trump. Mr. Trump. Bizarre, very bizarre. So let's read about how this is in. 
putting the whole thing in danger. You're in danger now, Mr. Trump's indictment. <laughs> um, okay. Possible targets in Fulton County investigation of Trump. Allies may try to quash charges. Lawyers close to several Republican witnesses in the Fulton County investigation into post-election interference by former President Donald Trump and his allies are preparing to move to quash any possible indictments by the district attorney, Fannie Willis. Their attempts to do so would be based on recent public statements by the forewoman. Interesting. CBS News calls her forewoman. Everyone else calls her person. Who's right? Of a special purpose grand jury, Emily Coors, according to two people familiar, blah, blah, blah. The special purpose grand jury served as an investigator. Okay, we all, we now, we know what it is. Uh, Willis is now deciding whether to pursue charges and open a regular criminal grand jury to seek possible indictments against Trump or others based on the special grand jury's recommendations. She has not yet decided whether to pursue charges and has only said a decision on how to proceed is imminent. But lawyers for several witnesses are preparing to move to quash these indictments because of the forewoman's comments, which they argue would taint any such charges and the investigation. CBS News legal analyst Ricky Kleiman says it's inappropriate for Coors to have commented, but she believes it will make no legal difference since Willis will make her own decision and a new grand jury will be seated to issue any indictments. Okay, so Emily's not, it's probably good that Emily is not going to be on the jury that issues the indictment she's having a little too much fun donald will you be my scene partner Coors is prohibited from sharing any information from the special grand jury's deliberations and she does not appear to have done so climate observed um so it's possible but it sounds like willis will uh Fanny Willis will, will make her own decision. It's just another optics thing. This is the wrong person. I don't know who decided to send her out or if reporters picked up on her personality and were like, you know what, we got to get this girl on camera. We got to get her on camera quickly because this is gonna this is gonna be a story. This is gonna get some clicks. Uh yeah, CNN panel cringes. This is what Anderson Cooper said. He said, why this person is... Yeah, this ain't going to stop Trump. Again, he's out there. You see him. He's in East Palestine. He's He's campaigning. He doesn't care what Emily Kors... He's laughing about Emily Kors, if he even sees this. They always do it wrong. Uh, why is this person talking on TV? I do not understand, Anderson Cooper said. She's clearly enjoying herself. Is this responsible? She was the foreperson of this grand jury. Honig, a former state and federal prosecutor said that the interviews were a horrible idea and that prosecutors were probably wincing watching them, adding that it was painful to see cores dropping hints. 
This is a very serious prospect here, he said, indicting any person. You're talking about potentially taking away that person's liberty. We're talking about potentially indicting a former president for the first time in this nation's history. She does not seem to be taking that very seriously. Honig suggested that Corr's comments could pave the way for Trump's team to make a motion should he be indicted to dismiss the indictment based on grand jury impropriety. So he also thinks that this could jeopardize the whole thing. The theater girl might jeopardize the entire investigation. She's not supposed to be talking about anything really, but she's really not supposed to be talking about the deliberations, he said, describing Coors as a prosecutor's nightmare. That's what I'm saying. Did they find her? This would be a brilliant move by Trump and whoever his people are to find this woman and insert her into the grand jury proceedings just to delegitimize the entire thing. Because the public that sees this will suspect, especially people that are uh, already uh, pro-Trump or anti-Biden or whatever, they're going to see this and they're going to think, oh, we know it. This is some weird, weird uh, fuckery going on here in that grand jury investigation. It's a great, this is one of the ones that like maybe it could have stuck. I'm, I'm not even sure about that. The, the, the uh, possible indictments, but when you have her out there as the mouthpiece, the public, you're losing the public battle, the battle of a uh, uh, public opinion. Because people are just going to be like, see, it's typical liberal BS. Look at this theater girl that's like, you know, giving it all away. And she just wanted to get Trump in there. I mean, she didn't want to get Trump in there, but she would have enjoyed it. Fulton County Superior Court Judge Robert McBurney allowed certain sections of the grand jury's report to be made public last week, but withheld the names of any people it may have recommended for indictment, citing due process concerns. All right, so it's up to Fannie Willis to decide whether to prosecute. We'll see what happens. Um, it's just very silly. Very, very silly. All right. What do we do now? Do we want to, since we're on the political thing, let's do, let's do the Epps, the Clinton aid, mysterious suicide death, and then we'll move on to Madeline McCann and, uh, and then we'll wrap it all up. It's like they're not even trying anymore. This guy, Bill Clinton's special advisor, the one, I believe, who let by our Eps Jeffrey Epstein, dead sex trafficker and um, Batman to Ghislaine Maxwell's Robin. This is the guy who signed Jeffrey Epstein into the White House several times, killed himself in May 2022, or let's say he died in May 2022. And now the Arkansas cops ruled it a suicide he was found shot and tied to a tree with an electrical cord around his neck despite no sign of a weapon is it possible that a little squirrel came along after he shot himself and whisked the gun away or maybe a raccoon or uh you know shit, maybe a passerby someone saw a free gun on the ground and they picked it up and took it can't rule it out but goddamn, they used to at least try to make this stuff believable. Now they don't even care. 
Now that the Epstein cat is out of the bag and everyone knows that, yes, there are islands where wealthy elite and bankers and politicians go to have sex with kids and and do all kind of weird stuff and probably have people killed and buried. Now that that's all in the public and they killed the guy in jail, although personally, I think he killed himself. I know it's not very... uh, not very uh, based of me to think that Epstein killed himself, but I really do. Anyways, doesn't mean that this guy wasn't killed and, and dressed up to look like a suicide. Mark Middleton, the grisly scene where a top Bill Clinton advisor was found hanged from a tree with a gunshot wound to his chest has finally been revealed nine months after he died. But the sheriff's report into Mark Middleton's mysterious death raises more questions than answers, as it rules he died by suicide, despite no sign of the weapon that killed him. He was found dead at the Heifer Ranch in Perryville, Arkansas, an hour west of Little Rock. Release of the report was held up after members of his family petitioned a judge. They were worried the pictures from the gory scene would be made public. The judge eventually ruled the details could be released, but the photographs for not could not. So much like the Bin Laden photographs, we will not see these. You know, it's Arkansas. That's Clinton's home state. This is the same state where they used to fly cocaine in at the, at the uh, Mina airport. They made that movie about it with Tom Cruise a few years ago. I'm just saying that Cover-ups can happen. There's Bill and Jeff and Ghislaine at the White House. He started visiting in 93, although I guess they didn't really become good buddies until later when Clinton was out of office. That's when he flew on the Lolita Express. Look at this. This looks like a historic monument where they found this guy's body. It's like when you go visit uh, a museum. They're like, this is how they used to live. In the past. Okay. The report written by Perry County Sheriff's Deputy Jeremy Lawson says he was called to a ranch by a worker, Samantha McElroy, who had found Middleton's abandoned black BMW SUV. She, uh, McElroy walked around a cottage on the ranch. Almost immediately after stepping around the corner of the cottage, she started yelling, Oh my God, it's a dead body. Upon reaching the back of the cottage, she pointed towards the rear of the property and asked if that was a person. I could see what at first appeared to be a man sitting near a tree. As my eyes focused better, I could see a rope of some type going from the tree limb to the male. Lawson said it was clear that Middleton was dead. So, well, whatever. I was going to draw a correlation between that and how uh, the Idaho murders... The friend who apparently found the bodies went up and checked the pulse on either Xana or Ethan, despite the fact that the report came out that, you know, her, she fought back so strongly that her fingers were practically severed. I would think that you would be clear in this that, you know, she has she's deceased. In this case, the woman had a pretty good damn idea that Middleton was dead. She did not check his pulse, I don't think. I could see that he had a gunshot wound to the chest and that he had a knot tied in an extension cord that was around his neck and it was attached to the limb directly above him. Uh, The deputy said a search of his vehicles turned up three boxes of buckshot and a gun case, but no weapon. Hmm. 
I mean, maybe he paid somebody to kill him. Trying to think of, you know, alternatives. Maybe he had a guy. He said, listen, I need you to shoot me. I don't have the balls to like do a full hanging. I need you to also shoot me. And then just take the gun and get out of here. Go start a new life. He was a special advisor to Bill Clinton in the 90s and signed Jeffrey Epstein into the White House on seven, excuse me, seven of the 17 times the late pedophile visited. Middleton also flew on Epstein's jet, nicknamed the Lolita Express. More recently, he'd been working for his family's HVAC business in Little Rock. According to the Arkansas Times, Middleton's family said he was suffering from depression. Ugh, he missed that high-flying Lolita Express lifestyle. Mmm. I bet the catering was good on Little St. James. His life in recent years was a world away from the power he enjoyed in the 1990s. I mean, that's fair. Look, the rush of being Clinton's aide for eight years in the presidency and then for several years as Bill was putting together the Clinton Foundation, flying all over the world with and without Epstein and, you know, just the attention that you get, the excitement, the feeling of importance. And then it's all taken away and you're working at an HVAC business in Little Rock, Arkansas. Okay, maybe that could make a person depressed. In addition to a special assistant to the president, Middleton was also assistant to Chief of Staff Thomas Mac McClarty. He left the White House in February 95 and was accused of setting himself up as an international dealmaker, exactly the kind of person that would appeal to Epstein accused weird choice of words hmm. there's an ad for the business they were the number one HVAC in Arkansas how about that job well done all right his death was ruled oh that's vince foster's death was ruled a suicide yeah i mean look I, I, there's also there's the whole contingent of people who call who, who talk about the clinton body count they know so many people i read some of bill clinton's biography autobiography and like the amount of people that he knew and befriended along the way on his road to power they know so many people there's a just the odds are the more people you know the more people you're gonna know who are dead so I don't always buy into the Clinton body count thing or that Hillary Clinton can just show up and kill anybody at will. You know, she can go into any prison in America and kill you with her bare hands. I'm not that far gone, especially when it comes to Epstein. Like if he was killed, there are plenty of richer, more powerful people that we don't know the names of who would have motive and means to kill Jeffrey Epstein. So I'm not saying Bill was upset. When he heard the news, he was probably like, oh, my God, thank you. Probably sounded like uh, Austin Butler accepting an award. Oh, my God, this is extraordinary. They took him out. God damn it, they took that son of a bitch out. Thank God. But I just don't think they have that much power. Uh, so... Daily Mail didn't really cover the whole. They 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 blow it up with the headline, but they don't really cover the big um, 
big part of the story, which is that the gun is gone. All right, the sun. Sun's a bit more tabloidish. They will uh, they will get into it. Let's read what the sun has to say. Hmm. Mark Middleton gun. Let's search that. Interesting. Check the source. Are they trusted on this topic? Up oh, there they go. That's Google doing their 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 cleanup. They don't want you to just read articles about this stuff. Hmm. Let's see what Twitter is saying. Seems legit. <laughs> Someone's already got the picture of uh, Emily Kors up there. It's almost like a Greta Thunberg type. Well, it's mysterious and uh, nothing will happen. Honestly, that's it. Like the report came out. It's a suicide. There's so much other stuff to go, you know, real life, immediate stuff that has to be dealt with. I don't think that anything, any kind of consequences are going to come from this Mark Middleton death mysterious or not so let's move on to the madeline mccann we all remember madeline mccann she was uh maybe abducted maybe killed you know we don't know as a child parents were on holiday they got accused of it there's a very good documentary about this whole case on netflix i watched it a couple years ago if you need to get up to speed on the case because a woman is claiming to be Madeline McCann, and she has revealed two pieces of evidence showing it's true. A Polish woman, huh, claiming to be missing British girl Madeline McCann, who vanished during a family holiday in Portugal in 2007. Wow, 16 years ago. So, yeah, the woman, this young woman's 21 years old, that believes her age could be wrong. Maddie was born in May 2003, meaning she would now be 19. She started wondering if she was Maddie a few months ago after hearing something from her grandma. You know, you were kidnapped and brought to this family. That's why you weren't born. Yeah, anyway. However, German investigators believe Maddie, who disappeared during a family holiday in Portugal in 2007, was killed by sex predator Christian Bruckner. This guy. That's possible, but... Apparently, they don't have enough evidence to prove that it is him. He looks like the guy who came out and claimed to have killed John Bonet Ramsey a little bit. I talked about that on a recent show. Yeah, they're unable to prove that he, uh, a friend's came, claims, uh, prosecutors have admitted they're struggling to get enough evidence against him. That's very strange. Uh, but despite extensive searches and countless police investigations, the youngster's body has never been found. Okay, the most recent claims. Oh, wait, wait, wait. In recent months, people have taken to social media as part of a trend to show off their likeness to Maddie. Are you freaking kidding me? We're now, is that a new TikTok trend? Pick a person that's gone missing and show off your likeness to them pick a toddler that's gone and see if it's you 
Um, the German woman compares her photos to those of Maddie's as evidence they are the same person. She claims to have a freckle on her leg and a speck in her eye in the same place as Madeline. So these two pictures are the real Madeline McCann. That's the speck on her eye. Make that bigger. No. Okay. Uh, I see that on her left eye. Well, her right eye, but we'd be looking at her left eye. The woman lives in Poland, so she's ready to prove she's Maddie that, and, and is so ready to prove that she's Maddie that she's asking for her help to get a DNA test, which, by the way, the parents have agreed to. I'm going to go to that article in one second. Uh, police investigators from UK and Poland try to ignore me. I'll tell my story in posts here. Help me. In a post published yesterday, the woman even claimed she talked to someone who claimed to be Madeline's cousin and told her she could have a possibility to talk to Kate and Jerry McCann to arrange a DNA test. Okay, so we're already there. Oh, let's see this. Um, I'm, uh, according to documents, I'm 21 years old. But I think, personally, I think that when I, someone uh, kidnapped a child, um, he or she probably changed his ID personality and yes I have spot on leg I have even <laughs> two spots I will show you one second okay so the first one is here the second one is here okay okay so I hope you believe me. Uh, and uh, if you, when did I start thinking about the Madeline? Uh, a few months ago, it was something like that. I uh, heard from my grandma that, sorry, I'm stressed. <laughs> my English is bad now because I'm stressed. My grandma said that she thinks that my parents and my family, I mean, my mother, my family, knew about my heart from pedophile and i don't have to say that i'm sorry what i tried to get oh, uh, a, let me hear that again about my heart from pedophile and my grandma said that she thinks that my parents and my family i mean my mother my family knew about my heart from pedophile and my heart to say that i tried to get a copy of my birth certificate and um but by phone <laughs> person told me everything by phone and it was weird so i try i decided to uh, don't go there because it's where that person from uh government uh told me by phone my uh informations okay i don't think she has a future as uh, an influencer but and i really didn't understand her explanation of what a grandmother told her my heart with my pedophile i don't i didn't quite get it but um she is now the parents of Madeline McCann have agreed to a DNA test. So we may get an answer to this, which is interesting. 
Let's go over to that article. I mean, at first glance, I got to be honest, I don't think she looks anything like Madeline McCann. Yes, they're blonde-ish, like dirty blondish, but like the face does not look like Madeline McCann to me. I hate to burst your bubble. I'm sorry. That is not Madeline McCann. There's just no way, right? The nose is different. The eyes are different. I mean, you know, I know that kids look, you know, we, we grow, our faces change, but it doesn't look a little too like a totally different face, right? Than Madeline McCann's. Gary and Jerry and Kate McCann are follow those are the parents are following up on Julia Faustina's claims that she is the kidnapped toddler. A source told the Daily Beast this week. Earlier this week, she updated her Instagram bio. Kate and Jerry McCann agreed for a DNA test. In one of her first Instagram posts, Faustina writes that she does not remember most of her early life except holidays in a hot place where there was a beach and a white or very light colored buildings with apartments. I mean, listen, she could have just watched the same Netflix documentary that I did. Many of her posts document apparent physical similarities between herself and Madeline, including a distinctive brown smudge on both girls' right irises. Can we see that? Anyone see a smudge? Slightly. Okay. Okay, I can kind of see a smudge. She doesn't look very happy. That might be a factor in uh, being a kidnapped child that has reemerged. I have similar eyes. I don't think she has similar eyes. Shape of face, face. I don't think she has similar. Let me let me look at a little older picture of Madeline. Lips, ears. I had the gap between the teeth. She uh, as Madeline. Um, so that's the parents. Okay, so that is the uh, age progression of what an artist expects Madeline to look like. That doesn't really look like this woman. The other girl's eyes are more sunken in and the nose is more and it's got like kind of like a wider, like a cherub face. This Julia Faustina. I need to know the truth. She points out her perceived resemblance between Jerry and Kate McCann. Okay, so this is Madeline left and Julia right as children. The hair similar, but that's not the same child. I'm sorry. That is not. I'm sorry to the parents of Madeline McCann. And I do appreciate how quickly they moved on this thing. You know, normally it takes so long for people to just even hear about a story like this and then be like, well, we want to go through with the DNA test. No, they said, look, let's do it. Yeah, we want to figure this thing out. So kudos to them. But I think they're going to be disappointed. 
In her post, Faustina also shared the police sketch of the man multiple witnesses saw carrying a child in the resort the night Madeline disappeared. I recognize this person. It looks very similar to my abuser. Okay, so she had an abuser. Maybe that's what she was trying to say in the video. While it's unclear what kind of abuse Faustina may have suffered, she makes references in her post to being victimized by a German pedophile. Huh. News that the McCanns are pursuing her claims comes amid growing concern about the young woman's mental state. Julia's mental health at this moment is not good. Spokesperson Dr. Fia Johansson, also known as Persian Medium, shared in a, what the hell is that? Share is that Persian Medium as in size or Persian Medium as in, um, uh, you know, psychic. She needs help. Johansson continued, noting that Faustina's background is challenging and messy. Yeah, that's kind of what I think is going on here. As a young woman is uh, looking for meaning, been abused herself, trying to find something to latch on to, uh, to explain it all. And I guess this trend of comparing yourself to Madeline McCann was online, and, and she probably you know found a few similarities and, and really clasped onto it tightly. But I am sorry to the parents. I think you're going to be disappointed. Okay. Hello, Natalie. Thank you for joining us. It's okay. The replay will be up. Uh, if you care to watch it, I think that'll do it. So I'm going to say thank you to everybody. And uh, I will be back Friday. And I'll see you later. Okay. You take care. Have man. a good life. We will see you soon. Much love. Thank you. Love. All right, Daniel. So once again, thank you to my brother. Tell me your name again. Dante Greco. Two words. Made in America. <laughs> Dante, you're doing great. Yeah, that's good. I know. I, 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 I want you to leave my good friend Ringo alone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my pal, Hal. Have a good day.